Podcast uh, going across uh, the world, probably on the internet, <laughs> from my living room. Uh, one day I want to um, get a nice uh, studio and, and all that kind of stuff. But right now, it's easy to do it in at home. So it's great to um, to move forward into 2022. Keep going. Wednesday broadcast, Wednesday word day, whatever you want to call it. Um, we've got a title: uh, Possess the Promise. Um, uh, God's just been stirring on my heart things about Abraham, uh, things uh, about what the Word says about um, taking a hold of things, um, contending for the Word that God gave to me. It personally, as as like a family, is is to be released, but also the release I- like there's a release coming into things. That that's gonna part of it for the family. But uh, He also said contend, contend this year, contend for the anointing is what. What he said, um, and there's an anointing for finances. Oh, wait, let me just say, like, what well, no, I didn't say, contend for the anointing. Let me just clarify that. Let me, I wrote it down. Contend for the overflow. That was it. And that there's an overflow of anointing. There's an overflow in finances. There's an overflow in filling uh, of healing. And uh, when you're contending for something, it's not that you haven't already got it. Because faith is now. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. We already have it. But we contend for it because we are dealing with, and we talked about yesterday, count it all joy, great joy, um, that you have got to push through certain tests and trials and tribulations so that your endurance can grow, so that you can be entire and perfect wanting nothing. Faith is not just something that is a click the fingers and it happens. Even in Mark 11, 22 and 23, if I read that to you, there there's an element in there that people miss. And I love Mark 11, 22 and 23 24. Foundational to our lives and walking in faith. Because obviously Jesus says in verse 22, have faith in God. Or my craft reference says, has the, have the faith of God. I think the Amplified or uh, another translation says, have the God kind of faith. Paul said it this way, be ye imitators of God. Be the children of God, lo- children of God and imitate him. But he says in verse 24, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray. So when you pray, this is what you have to do. So Jesus also talks about praying to the Father in the name of Jesus, having his words abiding in you. And as the words abide in you, that you can ask what you will from the Father. Jesus says, you no longer try and pray to me because I won't be around, but you come to the Father in the name of Jesus. And that in the name of Jesus is basically basing everything on the blood covenant, the covenant that Jesus has made, the covenant that, that Abraham made with God. It's all wrapped up and it's basically saying that there's a promise that God's made to Abraham 
and he's carried it on into the new covenant. We are a new covenant. We have better promises, a better covenant with him. Because that covenant, this covenant can't be broken. Jesus and God made the covenant. And we come into that covenant by accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we are bought into that. So whenever we approach God, we approach under the blood of Jesus, of, of what Jesus did on that cross. And we are able to be forgiven of all sins and treated like Jesus. Because we are in him. In him. He is our head. We are the body of Christ. So God treats us like we're Jesus. We're many Jesus. We're operating as little anointed, anointed ones. The word Christian means little anointed one. We basically go about acting like Jesus because what he was, Jesus was anointed of God who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. The difference that Jesus had than any other of the, the Pharisees and the scribes was that he was anointed. He was anointed without measure, without there was a fullness to him. Now we step in and cross into that through the blood of Jesus. Thank God we've got the blood of Jesus, the grace of God, the gifts of God. But our faith has got to contend for some of the thing, these things. And there is, <coughs> excuse me, there is sometimes what you might say is a time element involved. So it says here, whatsoever things what you desire, when you pray. So when you pray. When you pray, when you pray, go to the Father in the name of Jesus. But when you pray, the first thing you have to do is believe. Hebrews eleven six says you must believe that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. First, you have to believe that he is, but you have to believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we diligently seek him. Jesus said it this way in Matthew, um, sorry, yeah, Matthew 6. Seek ye first. We are seekers of the kingdom. We are seekers of God's presence on this earth. We are seekers of God's way and God's system on this place, planet of earth. And the things shall be added unto you. These things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom. And so the praying bit here is really seeking first the kingdom. It's being led of the Holy Spirit. It's praying the Holy Ghost. It's knowing the Word of God. It's praying the Word of God. So you pray the Word of God. First John says that you, you pray according to His will. He, we know that He hears us. He hears us because we're praying the will of the Father. And the will of the Father is the Word of God, who is Jesus. Jesus was a perfect expression of God's will. See how it's all connected and it works together? And this is what it says here. When you pray, I'm still on track, believe that you receive. So you receive when you pray. When you pray, you believe and you receive. But then it says this, and you shall have. The and you shall have is the time element in that. When I pray and ask God for my bills to be paid, which perhaps is a silly prayer to pray because he says he's all my needs are met according to his riches. I don't really have to pray about that, but let's use it as a simple example. And my bill's not due to the 31st of January. And I say, God, I'm, I'm asking in the name of Jesus that the money comes in. There's a time element involved. Do I need the money right now? No, I need it on the 31st. So there's a time element involved. So God has committed to honoring that prayer by a certain date. So your faith hooks up to the word of God and it does, doesn't base the receiving and the believing on time. It receives and believes now when you pray. Faith is now. Now faith is the substance. Now. It's a very present thing. Right now you have your healing. Right now you have every spiritual blessing implanted and imparted into your heart. Right now every spirit, every promise that has, that has been, every exceeding great and precious promise that he has made to you is, you, is 
is yours. They're right now. They're for right now. The, the Spirit of God is for you right now. The time element is something that is, is based and, and around on s- a lot of different factors. It could be your faith, your faith you didn't actually believe, so you you think you believed, it was head knowledge. It could be that, that God has to talk to somebody else to get you the money that you need. So there's a time element. Don't be put off by the time element. Now listen to me, I'm not saying it has to be a long time. It could be a tomorrow time. I asked God for a new keyboard because my keyboard broke. Within a few days, I had a new keyboard. The, the, the provision was there. But I have these talks and conversations with Father God quickly. I don't wait. I don't hang around. I believe I receive when I pray. And I shall have what I've prayed for. See, this is what it says in, in Romans chapter 4. Because remember, Abraham received a promise by faith, didn't he? See, remember we're talking about possessing the promise. Possess the promise. The promise. What is the promise? What is it? So the promise is received by faith in Romans 4 verse 16. It is given as a free gift. What is the promise is given as a free gift. And we're all certain to receive it whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. If we have faith like Abraham's. So it doesn't matter about how you live. It matters how you believe. What's your faith in? Now, your living, how you live, your lifestyle will affect how you believe. You can't live in sin and approach the Father without condemnation. Now, thank God we can boldly enter into the throne of grace and receive grace and mercy in time of need. But the thing is, if you consciously on purpose sin, it's going to be a lot more difficult for you to go and approach the Father because you won't want to. Now, if you accidentally sin, if you make a mistake, that's this way. He's faithful and just to forgive us. But if you on purpose live a lifestyle that is contrary to the word of God, you're not going to be able to live in his presence in fullness of joy. There will always be something that contradicts and causes problems and and friction. Until you get rid of that, until you wipe it out and just accept the blood of Jesus and say, I'm going to live a holy life. And then once you live a holy life, your faith level can be based not just on the word of God. Yes, this is our foundation for faith faith but your faith can actually be saying you know what i'm confident in the fact that i'm making the correct decisions because i'm making correct decisions based on the word of god your correct decisions based on the word of god affects your lifestyle and your lifestyle starts to become stronger and you become emboldened to step out in faith so abraham received the promise by faith what was that promise well you just have to go back to um, abraham in genesis now, the, the first time we hear about the promise is, is Genesis chapter 12. And, and, and God says in verse 1, The Lord said to Abraham, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to a land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of earth will be blessed through you. That's quite good. And then if you flip over. To chapter 22. Abraham's faith is tested. We talked about tested faith, testing the faith yesterday or um 
etc. Um, and then he says this in, in verse 16 of Genesis chapter 22. This is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me. See see what this uh, is interesting. He said, we've received the promise by faith so that you don't have to obey the, the law of, of Moses. But the reality is this is like, this is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and you have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That word blessed simply means empowered to prosper. Empowered to prosper in any area of your life that you need to prosper. Yeah, above all, I wish, brethren, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Third John 2, or 3, or 4, one of them. All because you have obeyed me. So our obedience to God's word is crucial to connecting our faith with his promise. Now you receive the promise and possess the promise by faith. You're not going to try and go out to receive the promise by earning it. But your obedience line, your obedience in your lifestyle, your obedience in your thinking, your obedience with your heart lining up with the word of God, all of that comes together and starts to click and work together so that your possession of the promise of God for your life is immensely increased. Galatians 3.13 said that we are redeemed from the curse of the law so that the blessing of Abraham might come onto the Gentiles. So the blessing of Abraham is ours for the taking, but to, to possess it, to hold on to it, to grab hold of it, we need to release our faith. And our faith is based simply on hearing the word of God and hearing the word of God and hearing the word of God and hearing the word of God. And you could actually say by hearing the rhema, the fresh, the spoken word of God to you, faith comes by hearing. So you hear the word of God spoken by the preacher. The word of God is anointed. It, the sower sows the word and it drops into your heart and it starts to produce 30, 60, 100 fold re results in your life. And that seed of the word is maybe a seed of mustard, but it, it mustard seed faith and it's tiny and it's just planted and the measure of faith is, has been impacted into your life. Romans 12 and talks about the measure of faith that has been put on the inside of you as a believer. So as a believer, you operate in, in the, the, the beginnings, in the seed of faith itself and it begins to sprout, sprout uh, out onto you and then faith becomes strong and you become victorious and you begin to possess the promises I love Psalm 37 because where do we get that word possessed from Psalm 37 says this verse 7 says be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act I love that F verse 9 for the wicked will be destroyed, but those who trust in the Lord will possess the land. We're talking about possessing the promise, the promise of the Spirit. Well, what does the promise of the Spirit break out into? <laughs> you break out into, and you know, you have a promise of the Spirit, the Spirit of God. Where the Spirit of God is, there is what? Liberty, freedom. So that means there's no bondage. I think we don't really believe some of this stuff. We don't believe what God wants us to believe. It's too good to be true. See, the spirit of the promise of the spirit. What does the promise of the spirit do? Well, Luke four eighteen says, "This the spirit of the Lord is upon me, 
for he's anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. What's good news to the poor? You don't have to be poor no more. The whole covenant of, of the law of Moses and all that was all to, to uh, uh, enable the Jewish people who obeyed him to go out and take the covenant of God to the world and to be a reflection of God. He, he said he'd empower you to pray. Remember the Lord your God who makes you able to get great wealth, to establish the covenant of God on this earth. That was the whole point. A weak and poor Israel. Yeah, Hannah. Mm. You see, Israel had to be strong. It had to be strong in its, its, its lifestyle. It had to be strong in its obedience. It had to be strong in the world. Because if it wasn't strong, the enemy, the devil, could see the hand of God on the Jewish people. And it, it was set into motion as from the day that God said that there would be somebody to bruise Satan's heel, heel and to remove him from the authority of this planet. The, 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 the battle was on. So any nation that God provided, he had to bless them. He had to multiply them because he was working a plan that would get to the point where Jesus would be birthed in this earth. And if, if Jesus wasn't birthed in this earth in a, in a nation that had, had something, he would have no one to go and preach to. He would have <coughs> no one to introduce the thoughts that God had. They say Israel was wiped out after Joshua had attacked Jericho. God would have had to start again. You see, the enemy in the land that you wish to possess, it doesn't have any right to be there because it's your land. Canaan was given to the people of God, and G God backed up Joshua, the, the Hebrew children, all of them. He backed them up, and the purpose of him multiplying them and blessing them. You see, you cannot have a strong army. You can have a, can't have a strong presence with no money. You look at some nations today, they're poor. They don't have strong military. They don't have the best weapons. They don't have the best defense. And they're often overrun by bandits and all that kind of stuff that's going on. You see, a wealthy nation is a pro and a prosperous nation is a strong nation. Some of the strongest nations on this world, military, are the ones who are most prosperous because they see the need to defend themselves. So God was creating a people who could defend themselves, a people who could grow financially, a people who could bless other people. He created a group of people so that, that the promise of Jesus Christ would come and then the promise of the Spirit would come unto the Gentile and the Gentile could be blessed and the Gentile could be strong. You see, when you're blessed, you're strong, you're prosperous and you are able to reflect the very image of God. You become a golden vessel rather than an earth clay pot that just falls to pieces. No, because strength in you, you possess the land. You possess the prosperity that God's given you. You possess what God has for you. Your confidence in Him continues to grow, and your faith in Him becomes strong, and then you start to do become mighty and do exploits as the people of God on this earth. You see, the church of Jesus Christ is meant to be wealthy, meant to be strong, not being meant to be dictated to by governments and told what to do and it can't do. Hallelujah. You see, if you have a 50,000 people strong church in a small town of, say, 100,000 or 300,000 town, but there's 50,000 people, you've got a voice in that town, haven't you? 2,000 people would have a voice. There we can make a difference, not only in our numbers, but in our prosperity, in our wealth, in our health. Beat up, battered church doesn't reflect the glory of God. 
Jesus said this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Your favor, God's favor on your life is a multiplication, prosperity, blessing, favor, divine favor. It's not undeserved favor. It's favor that comes from the very heaven of God that anoints and equips your life to do great great mighty exploits it equips and anoints your life to do mighty things for him he is desperately pouring out into your life and he's not desperate as in like oh my gosh i'm gonna fall apart if this doesn't happen but he wants to see people saved he wants souls to fill heaven's a massive place to fill and the universe is a massive place to fill we're gonna do this for eternity worship him magnify him multiply in his presence and become strong we're gonna keep using our faith we're gonna keep trusting in him there's gonna be great things to be done as we cross over but yet right now is the time to really push for the things of him so that we can get souls saved it must come back to people becoming christians people coming into our churches in multiplied numbers we cannot hold back the gospel of jesus christ we cannot let the word of god just be watered down and let the believers be crippled and shriveled and not have faith in their hearts this word of god will produce faith in your heart take it possess it possess this promise possess this word possess the words in it and take it and put it on your mouth jo joshua we always come back to joshua when god said meditate on these things meditate on these things and i will give you the land i will m multiply your prosperity i will give you a place to be god almighty has done so much in my life in your life just by saving us but then once we've got saved there's things beyond that we get going further we start living a, 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 a better life if you like hallelujah god is a good god Romans 4, so the promise is received by faith, it is given as a free gift. Verse 20, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger, and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too. Assuring us that God will also count us righteous if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. 
He was handed over to die because of our sons, and he was raised to life to make us right with God. Therefore, since we have been made right with God in the si- God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done of us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand there. We confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that we they help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character. Character strengthens our confident hope of salvation and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how clearly Uh, How dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. The promise of God. The promise of his spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord, you just got to keep coming back to the fact that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But Christ has redeemed, Galatians 3.13, has rescued us from the curse pronounced by the law. When he was hung on the cross, he took upon himself the curse for our wrongdoing. He has written in the scriptures, cursed is everyone is hung on the tree. Through Christ Jesus, the blessed, sorry, through Christ Jesus, God has blessed the Gentiles with the same blessing he promised to Abraham so that we who are believers might receive the promised Holy Spirit through faith. We have the same blessing he promised to Abraham. Abraham never wavered in his believing, and he saw the promise come. He saw the promise come into into reality. Possess your promise today. Possess healing today. Take it by faith today.